Chris Mack is out as the head men's basketball coach at the University of Louisville. We'll discuss a timeline for a potential new hire while identifying both realistic and unrealistic candidates for the job on this episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked on Louisville. Your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I want to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast, free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. It was announced on Wednesday that the University of Louisville and Hedman's basketball coach Chris Mack agreed on a buyout settlement in which the fourth-year head coach would no longer be at that position for the Cardinals. Now, one of the top jobs in America is open, arguably a top seven to eight job. We will discuss a possible timeline that the university may look to make a new hire while also introducing and identifying both realistic and unrealistic candidates for the position. Before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. You can check out my personal Twitter in the graphic in the bottom left hand of your screen, and you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. So obviously an interesting time for the University of Louisville fan base when it comes to a head basketball coach. Obviously, um, you know, the Mac era wasn't necessarily all it was hyped up to be. He was hired in 2018. Let me start out by saying, you know, best of luck to, to Coach Mac. Um, although things didn't necessarily work out the way that we you know, we had wanted them to here at Louisville. You know, he's still a very nice guy, um, you know, a very nice family. We wish them the best of luck. You know, he still is a good coach, in my opinion. You know, things just didn't necessarily work out here at Louisville, and it happens. I mean, um, you know, unfortunately, these things happen, and we wish him the best of luck. No doubt that he is going to land where, you know, land on his feet wherever he decides to go. So wish him the best of luck. We also need to call a spade a spade. The University of Louisville basketball job is a top seven to eight job in America. I understand, yes, it might not necessarily be as, you know, success, the program might necessarily be as successful as it was, you know, when Rick Patino was here, you know, you know, outside of 2015, the program really hasn't done, you know, virtually anything in the NCAA tournament. Um, has missed the NCAA tournament multiple times due to, you know, a scandal and uh, self-imposement, uh, you know, the coronavirus and, you know, missing the tournament in 2021 and possibly now in 2022. But still, due to, you know, fan atmosphere, the facilities, you know, the KFC Yum Center, the overall conference prestige, the you know, history of the program. Louisville is a blue blood, in my opinion. You know, they check off all of the boxes. Um, the TV ratings, the fan support is through the roof as well, especially in a um, you know a basketball hotbed like the state of Kentucky. Now, obviously, you have your Kentucky, you know, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, UCLA. 
Um, and then, you know, beyond that, there, there's a handful of other programs. But I think that Louisville is squarely in that, you know, six to eight, you know, frame when it comes to the most historic programs in the country, historically speaking. And it is a top seven to eight job in America. So there's no doubt that there are going to be a long list of candidates that will likely be mentioned over the next couple weeks before Louisville makes a decision. When discussing a possible time frame, this is kind of where it gets tricky. If you're looking for Louisville to make a decision soon, well, they might they might make that decision soon. Now, the announcement, however, could be a while. Obviously, there are 10 games left remaining in the regular season for the Louisville Cardinals. Mike Pegues taking over as the interim head coach went 5-1 and one when Chris Mack was suspended earlier to start the season. But this is likely a decision that will be announced somewhat early on in the month of April. Now, some people think, well, why that long? Well, these the candidates that we're going to mention, you know, both realistic and unrealistic here in the next couple of segments. A lot of them are, you know, head coaches at current college programs. So, you know, some are going to be in, you know, NCAA tournament hunt. Others are going to be, you know, fighting for top four seeds in the tournament. So you just don't necessarily see a head coach in that position leave, you know, in the middle of the season, especially you know, with NCAA tournament, um, you know, ramifications or maybe not ramifications, but implications on the line, you know, with the possibility of making a deep run. So I think that Louisville is going to do their homework. They're going to do their due diligence. It's going to be a, a rather extensive search, even if they may necessarily have, you know, one to two guys that, you know, they kind of have circled up at the top, you know, even maybe even the top five. I still think that they vet a handful of candidates. They, you know, they, you know, maybe, you know, this necessarily hasn't been something that comes as a, as a surprise. So, you know, who, who knows how, how deep into the search the Cardinal um, program is. But um, I, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of good options for interim athletic director Josh Hurd to choose from and to interview and stuff like that. So in terms of a potential timeline, I think you're looking for Louisville to probably make a higher Almost immediately after the NCAA tournament, you know, for example, if a team, you know, loses early in the tournament, you could see an announcement in the next couple of days after that or just after the tournament outright early on in the month of April. Now, the reason for the, you know, the hastiness and, you know, the the much needed timeline is the fact that, well, with the state of the, co- you know, with the state of college basketball and the one time transfer rule and, you know, guys reclassifying and, you know, trying to hold on to you know your players and not have to, you know, be forced to do a whole roster rebuild to where, you know, you're at least competitive the next season. You know, the the quicker Louisville makes a head coaching hire, the quicker they're able to finalize their roster for 2022-2023 campaign. Now, it is yet to be seen um, how many uh, will transfer out, if any. You know, there you know there hasn't been any so far as of um, you know Wednesday night when this has you know when this is being recorded, but. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. They have Kamari Lands, uh, Deontay Davis, uh, Frederick King, uh, who are all committed to the Cardinals in this class. So we will see if there are any decommitments. But you know, also being able to utilize the transfer portal after the NCAA after the NCAA tournament, there are likely going to be a handful of notable transfers that the new head coach, whoever that may be, could possibly 
you know, choose from and try to convince to come here, you know, obviously to, you know, try to ensure that this team makes the NCAA tournament next season. But there are a handful of solid candidates that I'm excited to discuss over the next couple of weeks. Like I mentioned, we'll, we'll identify, uh, you know, some of them here in the next couple of segments. We won't go too in depth just to, you know, you know, introduce some of them and, um, you know, give a little bit of thought into that. But overall, my message to Card Nation right now is to be patient. Obviously, we would like a hire, you know, tomorrow if we could or today. But ultimately, that's just not how these things work. There are going to be a lot of rumors that come out here in the next couple of weeks. So I would suggest taking things with a grain of salt, understanding that sometimes agents, you know, put things out there to get their clients, you know, raises with Louisville being such an attractive and, you know, prominent position opening up. There are going to be a handful of coaches that, you know, try to get their name into the mix to, you know, possibly drive the, the university that they are employed at right now into being, you know, you know, inclined to give them a raise or, you know, increase their incentive package, etc. So be patient. Um, take everything with a grain of salt. Understand context. Um, but but do yourself a favor. Just don't, you know, don't get divided over this, you know, regardless. Um, I, I trust that the university is going to do a full extensive, full extensive search. So let's move on into some, you know, identifying some of the realistic options that Louisville could go with. Some we've talked about, um, you know, all over Twitter so far and some that haven't necessarily got a ton of attention. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends at NetSuite. I want you to imagine a scenario. This is it. The putt to win the tournament, if you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to, to power your growth. Uh, with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash locked. All right, so we mentioned there are there have already been a plethora of names thrown out on social media that um, people are – you know, thinking that Louisville is going to go after, they should go after, or, you know, you know, would just be a pipe dream down the road. So we'll kind of break off into two categories. This segment here will be um, dedicated to realistic possibilities that I think Louisville has a chance with should they choose to utilize that route and um, hire that candidate. So we'll start out um, with the obvious, the most probably popular name out there so far that is getting a lot of traction is New York Knicks assistant coach, former University of Louisville national champion in 1986 and former University of Kentucky assistant. That is Kenny Payne, which has gotten, um, you know, a lot of traction so far when it comes to potential for, you know, you know, I'm sorry, former players, a lot of the fan base, you know, the fan base is kind of divided. Uh, very quickly, I'll tell you, you know, my initial thoughts. We'll we'll break down his, um, you know, case for being a candidate uh, later on here in the next couple episodes. But I think Kenny Payne would be 
a great addition to the University of Louisville men's basketball program. Not only does he bring the recruiting prowess, but he also has you know played a big role in player development. When you talk to players from the Knicks, they've gone on record saying that he has done wonders when it comes to developing their respective games. R.J. Barrett is one to focus on Julius Randle, who just got a big payday, had a career year last year with the New York Knicks, has you know attributed Kenny Payne to some of that growth as well. Nick Richards while at Kentucky, Willie Cauley-Stein, both of those big men have uh, developed very nicely. Now, Obviously, the concern is that he has not been a head coach. 56 years old has not been a head coach, but I do think that he would bring a lot of you know, booster presence back. There would be a lot of fan backing, former player backing, and something that this fan base truly needs that is, you know, a unifying force. So Kenny Payne is one, um, you know, candidate to focus on. There's a handful of SEC guys that have been talked about, most notably Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl. Now, whether or not, um, you know, it's feasible, um, it, it seems like, you know, there is interest. You know, there's been people that have put out that there is interest from Pearl. Um, in the in the position now, obviously the Maryland position uh, could you know be enticing for him as well, and you have to consider whether or not he would truly leave Auburn now as they are the number one um, you know team in the nation. But Bruce Pearl has been mentioned. Also in the SEC, there have been three three guys. Um, Alabama head coach Nate Oates. Nate Oates is a guy that you know makes sense to me. I like the fact that he's a very good recruiter. Um, you know the Crimson Tide have struggled at times this year, but with a twelve million dollar buyout. Um, I question, you know, just how plausible this um, opportunity would be to get him. Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman, there's been, you know, some, you know, conflicting viewpoints on him. Um, you know, it seems like opposing, you know, fan bases aren't necessarily fond of him, but obviously that wouldn't matter if he was a part of the Louisville fan base. He does very well at getting transfers to come together and mesh and play as a group. But the Razorbacks, uh, you know, arguably are having a tougher year than previously expected. Um, you know, some other Power 5 head coaches that have been discussed, Purdue head coach Matt Painter. Um, you know, a lot of people have kind of gone back and forth on this. Not a huge fan. I like Matt Painter. I know that, you know, we can focus on, you know, the, you know, fizzle out in the tournament that it seems like the Boilermakers do, you know, here and there, although they made a couple of, I think they made an Elite Eight back in 2019. Yeah, I was at that game. You know, one of the best college basketball games that I've seen with Carson Edwards catching fire. But anyway, um, when I watch Purdue um, offensively, sometimes it's a little rough, but I love, you know, how um, the, the team kind of buys into that, um, you know, just the overall identity that they have, especially on defense. I like what I see from Matt Painter. There's also UCLA head coach Nick Cronin that has been rumored, you know, and linked to the job. Former University of Louisville assistant coach um, that has ties to the Midwest. Ultimately, I think that this is kind of one of those to where it's uh, maybe, you know, possible right fit, but completely wrong timing. He has the Bruins rolling, you know, in the you know Pac-12 at you know arguably a better you know job at, than Louisville in you know Los Angeles, you know, in, you know recruiting really well. UCLA a Final Four appearance last year, you know, top ten this season. So I have a hard time believing that he would truly leave UCLA for Louisville unless he is just you know. You know, very bent on, you know, coming back to the Midwest. There's also USC coach Andy Enfield. If, if you know me, I am a hu- I was a huge fan of Dunk City back in 2015. I'm sorry, 2013, um, when Enfield was the head coach of Florida Gulf Coast. Um, he was, you know, when I watched that team 
all season long. I love you know how you know energetic they were on both ends of the court. They really bought in to you know the Cinderella mantra. But not only he's not necessarily a one hit wonder. He um, you know very solid in his career at Florida Gulf Coast. Comes to USC, had a couple of underwhelming seasons, but you know has shown that he is a better recruiter than you know have been rumored. Got both of the Mobley twins. Um, you know, some other guys at USC, you know, Anyeka Akongwu, who ended up being a lottery pick in the NBA. So I think he, he, he's pretty solid. He's one of those coaches that when you think when you think about Andy Enfield, he may not be the the you know most appealing choice, but I think he would be pretty solid. Um, he has, you know, East Coast ties. So, you know, maybe he looks to make the move, but ultimately, you know, he's probably a a guy that the fan base might not necessarily be all too excited about, but I do think he would have the tools to be successful here at Louisville. There's also a Kentucky native and Ohio State head coach, Chris Holtman, who has been mentioned. Um, This is one where I'm kind of going back and forth because you see that, you know, his, you know, he's a player's coach. Guys love playing for him. You know, he, he's very solid in terms of player development. Guys get the most um, out of their development, you know, in, inside of his program. But, you know, this is a team that in his five years as, as the head coach of the Buckeyes, he has not made it past the first weekend, especially since being the number two seed last year and losing to the to uh, Oral Roberts. So he's one of those to where, um, you know, fit-wise and narrative-wise, I think it, it, it may be solid, but I, I wonder – you know, how that how that would go in, in terms of you know the long run. There's also another guy that um, was mentioned by I think it was WDRB or some somewhere is that was Wake Forest head coach Steve Forbes. He was actually on that staff with Bruce Pearl at Tennessee when Bruce Pearl um, you know obviously got fired. Forbes um, went to Eastern Tennessee State where you know the Buccaneers were one of the best mid major teams for you know a handful of seasons. You know one of the teams that you know, was always kind of a, a giant killer, so to speak. He goes to Wake Forest, who was, you know, at the bottom of the ACC in year two. He has them competing for an NCAA tournament bid. So although, you know, kind of like Andy Infield to where maybe not necessarily the most appealing coach, you know, candidate out there, he is a very solid coach, gets the most out of his players, and, you know, obviously is very solid in turning programs around. So I think that uh, Steve Forbes is another, you know, coach that you can look at. There's a handful of other ones, um, you know, outside of the power five, obviously one that'll be focused on, you know, some in terms of conversation is former Louisville assistant, Kevin Willard at Seton Hall. Um, There's also Mark Pope from BYU. Both of those guys have been very successful at their, you know, current stops, not necessarily, you know, a ton of tournament success, but all you know, very solid, you know, in their roles in in the group of five. Um, Scotty Davenport from Bellarmine ha- has gotten some traction, you know, from parts of the fan base. I'm not sure how um, how inclined Louisville would be to make that um, to make that um, decision, considering that it's you know there there's a big risk when it comes to recruiting, considering you know Bellarmine just you know got to Division One, but he's you know it's obviously he's a very solid X's and O's coach. He's you know, a beloved figure in the city of Louisville would be a, a solid, um, you know, short-term solution. But it really just depends on you know where Josh Hurd is, you know, putting you know you know w- what he's prioritizing in terms of this hire. There's also a couple other guys you know on the outside looking in. Um, you know, Drew Valentine from Loyola, Chicago, obviously taking over for Porter Moser. He's 15 and three right now for the. Um, 
you know, for the Ramblers up in Chicago. He's on, kind of on the outside looking in, only 30 years old, but uh, you know, one of those guys that has been revered as a possible up-and-comer. That's all, there's also Matt McMahon from Murray State. Not necessarily sure that he gets a look, but he's been he's been a guy that has been, you know, you know, been one of those guys to get the most out of players in his program. Guys get to the NBA, et cetera, and they're always, you know, in contention for the OBC. There's a couple other guys in the group of five, uh, you know, one's in the AAC, one's in the Big East. There's uh, Wes Miller from Cincinnati, used to coach uh, UNC Greensboro, who was, you know, a, a solid mid-major. Fun fact, uh, I got to see Wes Miller in action last year at the um, the Wade Houston tip-off classic at the Yum Center. It was the first uh, D1 college basketball game that I announced between the UNC Greensboro uh, Spartans and the Duquesne Dukes. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, Wes Miller, very, very solid in terms of coaching, has Cincinnati in a good spot. There's also Ed Cooley from Providence. He's been a guy who, um, you know, has the Friars, you know, right now 17-2, and two, I believe. They're ranked in the top 25. You know, all these group of five, um, you know, candidates are ones that, you know, probably aren't going to get the fan base, um, you know, back on board just yet. It's kind of one of those prove me um, opportunities, but they're like, like I said, this is just kind of introducing and we'll, we'll go more into depth on these guys, you know, here in the next couple of weeks to come, we've got some time unless Louisville, you know, does, you know, pulls a surprise. It pulls a rabbit out of a hat and makes a quick hire, but I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the case. They're going to do their homework in this particular coaching search because it is possibly, you know, one of the most important coaching hires, you know, outside of Rick Pitino, you know, in men's basketball history. But obviously, I mean, there's only been what, you know, a handful of them, so to speak, but it's it's very important that Louisville gets this right. Um, any of the, you know, the power five head coaches, I, I think right now, if you, you know, if you made me go with a big board of who I would like to see as a Louisville head coach, I think Kenny Payne and Bruce Pearl are one A, one B. Um outside of that, yeah, I'm really kind of on the fence. I, I like, um, yeah, I like Andy Infield. I think he's a pretty solid, you know, possibility. Eric Musselman's, you know, pretty decent as well. Nate Oates, if it wasn't for that twelve million dollar buyout, you know, I'm kind of going on a short list of probably one A, one B with Payne and Bruce Pearl. We'll, we'll kind of see how things, um, you know, uh, unravel here in the next couple of weeks when when guys turn down jobs. There could be some that you know pop into the conversation. You know, with Chris Mack officially gone, but um. I want to take this time now to focus on the unrealistic candidates that I've been seeing out there that at this time um, you know, aren't necessarily going to be an option for the Cardinals. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. And it remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website that you can use to sign up today and receive your 50% local bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on from all your favorite sports, right to your, all your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and bet online is where the game starts. Hey, Cardinal fans, this is your host, Dalton Pence, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. 
get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE. Um, and the, the biggest thing is that there is no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, etc. Just download the free Get app, free GetUpside app or use the promo code SCORE to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Once again, that is code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more back on your first tank. Final segment of this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Mobile Podcast is dedicated to identifying the unrealistic candidates for the University of Louisville men's basketball head coaching position that is now open. Um, you know, first we'll start with the blue bloods of college basketball, the untouchable coaches, so to speak. Um, that should really you'll come as not really shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. You know, it's John Calipari, uh, Mark Few, Jay Wright, Bill Self. Etc. You know, those coaches have no incentive to leave their current programs and come to Louisville, nor would they. Um, you'll probably consider, you know, it's just kind of one of those things to where, yeah, you know, Josh Hurd does have, um, you know, ties obviously back to Villanova and Jay Wright. But at the end of the day, I just don't necessarily think that with Wright being a, you know, a Philadelphia native and with Villanova, you know, <clears throat> you know, winning two national championships since 2016. I just have a tough time believing that Wright would be, you know, truly considering this position. Also, you know, a couple uh, other coaches, coaches, especially in the college realm. There's one in particular that is um, Baylor head coach Scott Drew. Um, you know, when it comes to Drew, you know, I've seen you know a couple Louisville fans, uh, you know, mention it here and there on social media platforms. And although it looks good on paper, and you feel like you know Louisville is a better program historically than Baylor, um, you know, better facilities, <clears throat> you know, um, you know, more historical prominence, just overall fan support, etc. Yeah, at the end of the day, I, I think that with Baylor winning a national title last year and the year before also being in contention, and then this year they're also top 10, I just don't necessarily see, um, you know, how appealing this position would be to Scott Drew. Like I said, you know, it could be the same thing with Mick Cronin to where it maybe not necessarily is a wrong fit, but it's definitely wrong timing. At this point in time, I don't understand why Scott Drew would leave his post at Baylor where he is, you know, continually competing for national championships, has finally, you know, brought that program to a new height. Not necessarily a potential um, fit there, in my opinion. Um, the other unrealistic candidates kind of stem from um, NBA coaching positions. Obviously, it the season is here. The whole Brad Stevens is ready to go back to the college game season is back. It's not. I feel like if Brad Stevens would have, you know, I've got the hiccups. Wow. If Brad Stevens would have decided to come back to college, I felt like if it was any position, it would have been last year during the you know cycle where Indiana made their head coaching higher because you know that makes sense to, you know for him in terms of you know his roots you know back to Butler, etc. You know he goes back to the Hoosier State, but time and time again, Brad Stevens has turned down you know you know, you know numerous college jobs after college jobs, and it's it's. You know, very evident that he likes what he's doing with the Boston Celtics. So I think that, you know, a lot of people will say this, you know, in a 
you know, a you know, a joking way and you know, kind of a, a sarcastic tone. But there are some people that truly believe that Brad Stevens would entertain the Louisville position. I got to be honest. I don't want to be that guy, but I, like I, I've told you all on this show multiple times, I'm not going to sunshine pump, but I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. I'm going to call it how I see it, uh, whether that be good nor bad I'm, or, or bad. I mean, I'm just going to be real. You know, I think that um, you know that, that's what you know you as the fan base deserve is you know the you know clear transparency and especially you know where I'm feeling. I don't necessarily think that you know Brad Steven is an option, nor is Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, when he got fired in OKC, was one of those um, possible options that will look. When a coach gets fired, it's a different story. Now, who knows when Billy Donovan got fired? Yo, know, if, if the Louisville job had opened simultaneously when you know he was you know taken from the Oklahoma City head coaching position, maybe there's a conversation to be had. Although sometimes you know coaches just like the professional you know ranks better than you know the collegiate realm. Obviously, you know recruiting is very time consuming, so that takes away some of the responsibility when you don't have to do that. Uh, but right now. Billy Donovan, the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are, you know, right now in contention for, you know, the um, the Eastern Conference. So at this point in time, like I just, um, I, I just don't necessarily see. Like I get the, I get the allure, and I get why he would possibly be interested if the stars aligned. But you know, context matters. The Bulls are. You know, right now, a, co- a contender in the Eastern Conference, you know, with DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, um, you know, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Kobe White, the list goes on, etc. I just don't necessarily see, you know, how far of a conversation this would go. Also, um, we've been seeing it. I'm not going to deny it. I have to mention it. Rick Patino is not coming back. I personally, I mean, who wouldn't want Rick Patino back? You know, Hall of Fame head coach, one of the best college basketball coaches in history. But obviously, I, I think that you know where the where we're at right now. Um, I, I just don't necessarily see you know that being entertained. You know, with Patino coming back for you know a variety of reasons. So you know, right off the bat, we need to go ahead and um, you know nip that possibility, so to speak, or you know that. Um, you know, that's, you know, possibility in terms of a scenario. But overall, like I said, these are just a couple, you know, candidates, whether or not they're serious candidates or not, you know, that's, you know, um, you know, to be determined, you know, yet to be seen. These are just some that, you know, we've been hearing about, I've been seeing on social media. There are likely going to be some more that pop out of the woodwork here in the next, you know, week to couple weeks. So like I said, for Louisville fans, the the, the process right now is just to enjoy it, enjoy the journey. Obviously, we want the head coaching hire you know, sooner rather than later, but just sit back and relax and everything will work out. Have, you know, have faith in interim athletic director Josh Hurd. I like the way he conducted himself in the, um, you know, the, the press conference um, that announced the, the MAC uh, buyout agreement. And also, shout out to Coach Mac. Um, you know, I appreciate you obviously probably not going to listen to this, but in the event that you do, 
you know, definitely appreciate your hard work and your dedication and passion to this university the past four years. Thank you for coming into this program in 2018 with open arms. Um, I wish you and your family the best of luck in your future endeavors. And whether that be, you know, your future in Louisville or wherever you may end up, you know, definitely believe that you will get back on your feet. So overall today, talked about and discussed the potential timeline of a new hire, uh, identified the um, realistic and unrealistic candidates. Obviously, you know, tomorrow's episode, tomorrow's episode will be, um, you know, kind of diving into, you know, the top of the big board. And we'll also have a crossover episode with JJ Jackson, the host of, uh, you know, Locked On Blue Devils to preview the Duke matchup. So um, we will, throughout the next couple of weeks, you know, dive into certain candidates, um, discuss a candidate's case for the position in length, talk about resume, coaching style, et cetera, recruiting, all that good stuff, you know, possible allure to the program, you name it. Um, if you have any suggestions on who you would like to see me discuss in terms of, you know, uh, in terms of uh, coaching options, be sure to send me a DM at defense underscore, as you see in the bottom left hand of your screen. Also, the locked on Louisville Twitter pages at LO underscore Louisville if you so choose to utilize that direct message as well. A couple quick shots before we get out of here. First to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. You know, Jeremy Wallman and crew have been on it in terms of the Louisville basketball program in the past couple weeks. You can find the most recent episodes at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. Thanks go out to everyone for making us your first listen of the day. Everyone that is liking, sharing, rating, subscribing to the podcast on any social media or listening platform. It is definitely appreciated. I cannot thank you enough. That's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Level Podcast. Relax, Cardination. We're in good hands, and we will be back. We'll see you tomorrow.